Welcome to the City Podcast, a ministry of Ambassadors Church in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you'd like more information about our church, visit our website at wearethecity.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you are blessed by today's word. As we finish off, you know, 2017 and, and head into the new year, I believe that there's a word that God wants to give our church and God wants to give you individually. And I believe that this will set us off on the right page and the right pace. Uh, for this new for this new year. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. If you're there, say I'm there. If you need some time, hurry up. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised its shame, and is sitting at the right hand of God. Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. The word of the Lord. Let's pray this morning. Jesus, we just love you. We just love you. We thank you for being you. Thank you, God, that in the, in the middle of, of a world in chaos, we can have this, this hope that is firm and secure. God, that our God has never changed and will never change. And so, Father, we pray this morning that you would quiet our spirits and help us, oh God, to, to lean in to what you want to tell us today, God. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, how many of y'all remember uh, a phone that looked a little bit, no, this is it, a phone that looked like this? Still have one? Still have it. Okay, this is this will be a little awkward then. Uh, so this is a Razor phone. Uh, this I don't know when this debuted. If anybody could Google it real quick on your smartphone, that would be helpful. Um, but this came out, you know, a little while ago. I believe around 05 maybe. That sounds about right. 05, 06. Everybody had, and apparently still has, uh, some of these, uh, some of these phones. And and, uh, and, and man, this was the phone to have uh, back in the day. Uh, you know, if you, you had the little, I was never the belt clip guy, but there, were, there was belt clip. Any belt clip people, you like the belt clip with your razors? Uh, this phone just always looked very, like, just easily breakable, I always felt like. If you just snap it this way, it's, it's gone. But my dad still uses this as an alarm clock. Uh, that's about you know what it's what what it's useful for these days. But uh, but things have things have progressed, right? Things have progressed quite a bit. So back in 0506, we used to say you know call me after what was the time that minutes were free, 7 p.m. Right? Free nights, free weekends. Uh, there was texts were limited. You can't just text, right? It texts were counted. They were numbered. You know, teach us to number our texts, O oh Lord, that we would. You know, that, that's a psalm. Uh, Bible jokes. So there's just, it's just this, this thing that has happened in the last 10 years, 12 years, where things have radically shifted. I mean, to hop online on this thing is a joke. To hop on the internet on this thing is a joke, right? I used to freak out whenever I would click the internet button because they started charging as soon as you clicked internet. Nothing was happening. It would load up for like 20 minutes. Like, this is a joke. And now, you know, things are, things are so fast that if a, a site does not load up in two seconds, you're like, 
oh, the Wi-Fi is not working, or, or you're just frustrated at the slow network. You're putting on airplane mode and resetting it or, or doing whatever you got to do to get it to, to, to cooperate. I mean, it is, it's incredible how quickly things have changed in a short amount of time. We've gone from call me on nights and weekends to now, you know, data plans and, and, and you don't like you can call people on everything now. Facebook calls and video calls and Alexa calls and Google calls and all these different kinds of calls, things that used to be charged for, you can't charge for anymore because it's free. It's well not free, you're paying, but it's it's included, right? Things have changed drastically. It's it Steve Jobs, the, the guy who who led Apple through that revolution, was a pioneer of of smartphone technology. He was the guy who, you know, he, it wasn't just, you know, we're going to invent a phone so we can do the same old thing. He, I believe that Steve Jobs and his team had a, had a vision, had a, had a mission to revolutionize the way we communicate with each other. And truly, he has left an impact on generations, right? Whether you're an Android person, and I don't know why y'all are, or a smart, uh, an iPhone guy, which that's where the anointing is, you know, that things have just Things have just changed quite a bit. We talk all the time. And I can talk a little bit about the fact that even though we're so connected, people have never also been so disconnected, right? But, but the fact is, you know, this pioneering spirit is what I want to talk to you about this morning. I mean, just look at that dude looking off into the distance. That's just inspiring looking at him, right? It's just this, this idea that we can do something that nobody's ever done before. This idea that, you know, we weren't created to live mediocre, boring lives, but God created us to be pioneers. Pioneers. Like, do something that nobody's ever done before. This is going to be the new normal, is that we will adopt a pioneering spirit. Pioneers are those people that go to places no one's ever gone before. They do things no one's ever done before. They say things that have never been said before. And, and I've been watching a, a series of videos on YouTube. This is just stuff that interests me about companies that have gone down. Stuff like Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? Record profits around 2004. And then a company called Netflix came out. And slowly but surely, Profits declined, and now Blockbuster is no more. There's about 12 stores of Blockbuster left, all of which are in Alaska. I kid you not. Don't know why, that's just the way it is. And, and, and the video talks about why Blockbuster declined. And the reason why Blockbuster declined is because they stopped pioneering. They had a good idea in the 80s, and the idea made them big profits and big money, but they didn't adopt, ad adapt to an ever-changing world. And when you stop pioneering, you start dying. Radio Shack. What do they sell? Like phone wires, batteries, remote control cars. They stopped pioneering. Radios. Who buys radios? I went to Radio Shack's website last night just for kicks. On their homepage, they are selling radios. Who is buying radios? Other than like hipsters who still want to, you know, be like old school. I bet you Savannah and Eli have a radio in their living room. Do you? No, you should. <laughs> it, but they, Radio Shack stopped pioneering because something called the internet came along. Where I can buy whatever I want with a click. Benny's. Rest in peace, Benny's. 
the only place that you can buy a coffee maker, a bike, a, a, a toy car, a shovel, salt, pool chlorine, all in the same aisle. Aisle three. It's all there. Benny's even said, if Benny's doesn't have it, you don't need it. That was their motto. But Amazon.com happened. Benny's stopped pioneering. Benny's is no more. One of the great tragedies of 2017. I really love Benny's. Everybody's first bike was from Benny's. Right? Circuit City. Leechmere. Ames. Love Dames. Bradley's? All these different companies didn't adapt to a changing world. And when you don't adapt to a changing world, you start dying. One great idea is not enough to sustain you for the rest of the journey. You have to continuously pioneer. You can't live off the glory days of the 80s and say, well, Blockbuster was successful in 85, so it's going to be successful in 2017. That's not the way the world works. You have to pioneer again. You have to adapt your method in order for you to keep succeeding. And that's why a company like Netflix took out a company like Blockbuster because they pioneered. And if Netflix doesn't watch out, something else will come along because you have to keep pioneering to survive. And, and this morning, I want to talk to you about a church that needs to develop a pioneering spirit. We can't stay stuck in what God has done. I believe God wants to do something new today. We have to pioneer again. Oh, but the church was founded in 95, 97. It was great. It was great. But God wants to do something again today. Oh, it was so fun back in the day. We're doing the gala tonight, and it's going to be fun. Oh, I remember back on Smithfield Avenue. I remember right here, 194 Barton Street. God wants to do something new today. Oh, I remember when we used to sing that song. God has a new song for us today. Oh, I remember when we used to do that. But God wants to, have you ever noticed that we serve a pioneering God, a God that's always up to something new, and God wants to pioneer again? Oh, I miss when we had service all, everybody together. Translation was so fun. God wants to do something new again today. My mom's like, hallelujah, it ended. Oh, I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss. And, 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 and we end up becoming like Blockbuster. Committed to old methodologies because just for the sake of the methodology. But we're not moving forward. God wants us to pioneer again. To get creative and passionate. To be on the cutting edge. To, to, to not allow ourselves to fall back into a pattern of being stuck just because being stuck is comfortable. Because God wants to do something new again. He wants us to have a pioneering spirit so that we don't end up like Benny's, which had its glory days but ended. The church of Jesus Christ needs to be built and rebuilt every single day. And then I believe in this vision that the olden days were awesome, 
but the new day is going to be better. I believe that the foundation was solid, but now God wants to build up. I believe that what was done was necessary, but what God wants to do is going to be glorious. I, I believe in this pioneering spirit, right? Like, think of history class, social studies, right? Lewis and Clark, those two dudes, Sacagawea, that, that whole story of these two dudes hitting the river and going all the way to the Pacific Ocean. No idea what the land looked like, but they went, I pray that we would be that kind of church that maybe doesn't know what it is that God wants us to do, but we will go anyway. No map, but we have direction. No, no, no certainty, but we have an anchor and a hope that is firm and secure. We will be those people that have a pioneering spirit again. I don't want to be outdated and and, and outdone, and, 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 and I don't want to be on the fringes, and I don't want to, I want to be at the cutting edge of what God wants to do, and man, that's a passion, that's a, that's a heart thing, that's not a having, that's not, that's, that, that's a, that's a thing on the inside, it's, it's something that's unseen, God wants us to be pioneers, you feel it, touch two people and say pioneer, pioneer, Lewis and Clark, hashtag it, Come on, we need to be those people again. This morning, we turn to Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, that says that Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He's the one that went where nobody else could go. He's the one that, that went into the uncharted territory of the untapped presence of God and got us in there. He's the one who went behind the veil, a place that no one else could know, and, and he pioneered a way for us to get into the holy of holies. And so some people think, you know, pioneering belongs to just, you know, gifted people, creative people. I don't think pioneering is something for gifted people. I think pioneering is a God thing. I believe a pioneering spirit is of God, and I believe that God wants to give our church, Ambassador's Church, a pioneering spirit, a creative spirit, a spirit that will push forward into undone and unknown things in order to accomplish great things for God. I want to see us do great things for God. Un things that haven't been done yet, tried yet, we got to do it. Y'all feel it? Yeah. Imagine if we had like a, a videotape that compared 1997 to 2017. See what God has done. See what God, I want you to compare your life, 1997 to 2017. See what God has done. Now fast forward and see what God still wants to do in and through you. You. You're the one that God wants to use. I want to give you three key things that we're going to leave here with this morning. And this is going to kickstart us into the new year that we're going to go into in just a few hours. And the first is this, is that we are going to go boldly. We're going to go boldly. We are going to go boldly. Come on, there's nothing better than a church that is bold. 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 Even if we go alone, we're still bold. Have you ever met that person? They don't need anybody else to walk into the room with them. They just go in. And then there's other people that need people to walk in with them. It's like girls that need to go to the bathroom together. 
like what are you, they're like a zombie in there that y'all are trying to avoid we all we need to go in go as a pack and I, and I believe, you know, in unity, but I believe that we need to be that kind of person, that kind of church that just goes into the calling of God boldly. Not timidly, not asking questions. I believe that God wants to give you and I and our church collectively a spirit of boldness. Because God has not given us a spirit that makes us a slave to fear, but he has given us the spirit of sonship, a spirit that gives us confidence. And I want us to walk into 2018 with a boldness that we've never had before. And I'm preaching to myself because sometimes I'm not feeling too bold. I'm over here preaching as if I've mastered this. Tell me I, I, I'm not. I haven't. I, I sit in my room sometimes and I question things. And I wonder things. And I ask God, you know, is this right? Or, or what should be next? And, and sometimes I have more questions than answers. And so I'm preaching this into my own spirit. We will go. I will go boldly. Knowing who has called me to it. Whether people are with me or not with me, agree or disagree, go boldly. You don't need the approval of people. You need the approval of God. You already have the approval of God, so go. Go and go boldly. Go boldly. 2018, you know, remember like when pastors used to come up with cute catchphrases for every year? 2007, bread from heaven. 2008, the year of God's great. 2009, the year of divine. 2010, the year of amen. <laughs> Thank you. 2011, seven, I don't know what, I was going to say seventh heaven. It, it, remember that show? It, I don't have something for 2018. I don't have something to rhyme. I wish I did. Be cute. 20, anybody want to come up with one? 2018, the year of explosion. I like it, but it doesn't rhyme. Um, I just want us to walk into whatever it is. Fill in the blank. Whatever it is, we're going to go boldly. When he says take a step, we take a step. When he says pause, pause. I'm speaking this word prophetically to our church. We're going to go boldly. And there's results to boldness. There's also results to timidity. When you're timid, you lose ground. When you're timid, you let the enemy win. When you're bold, God wins. 2018 got nothing on us. Not because of us. I'm not confident in me. I'm confident in the God who called us. So we're going to go boldly. Number two is that we're going to do passionately. Passion. There's no, there's no point of doing if we don't have passion behind it. You can do. It, it's like I remember growing up when my dad would ask me to do something. And if I didn't do it with heart, my dad would say, don't do it at all. If you're not going to do it with a good attitude, don't do it. It's, it's, it's just as... It's equivalent. Not doing it and doing it without the heart is the same thing. It's just not. Y'all get it? Y'all get it? Because I don't get it. So I'm trying to explain it to the point of you getting it. Now, doing something with Pat. Imagine, imagine if, okay, let's just take it like this, right? Because this is a really good example. Uh, if, if I came up every Sunday, right, and, uh, and I was going to preach to you and I'd say, all right, church, I, 
I, I don't know what, what to talk on today. Let's, any, any ideas? Uh, let's, maybe Genesis, is that, is that feeling, is that good? Uh, anybody need to brush up on Genesis? And then I'd be like, all right, Genesis, in the beginning. What do you all think about in the beginning? All right, I'm not feeling Genesis. Why don't we go to Psalm 23? Y'all need to brush up on Psalm 23. Lord is my shepherd. Would any of y'all come back next Sunday? And I wouldn't blame you. Because where there's no passion, you don't deserve to be followed. Our church is not just going to do church for the sake of doing church. We've got to do it with passion. If we're not going to do it with passion, it's better that we not do it at all. We've got to put our heart behind it. I try every single Sunday that I get up here to give you passion. Passion. Not fake passion, legitimate passion. Not just shouting for the sake of shouting, but shouting because I believe what I'm saying. And I think, y'all, I, I think you get that. I don't think you think I'm faking it every Sunday because that's hard to sustain. If I were faking it every Sunday, that's real hard because that's a lot of energy output. I just, because that's, man, I, sometimes I sit down bushed. I'm done for the day. But, but th- when there's passion, you feel it and you sense it on somebody. And a church that's passionate is a contagious church. You know how some of y'all love sports a lot? You know how, it, and I don't I know, every pastor has used this. I wish we would be like the, the stands in, in Gillette Stadium shouting for the Patriots. Every pastor has said that line already, so I'm not going to use it. But I, but I kind of do. I, I wish we would be like the fans in Gillette Stadium shouting for the Patriots. That pa- I don't get passion for sports because it's not something that I'm passionate about. I'll watch it when the World Cup rolls around. I'll be like, Brazil, like I'll, I'll feel it for like a half second. But I, it's not something that sustains me between World Cups. I'm not thinking like, wow, I wonder who won this morning or this afternoon. Whenever they say who won the game, I'm always like, which game? Like that, that's not something that, that drives me. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel it. But people that feel it, feel it, right? Man, there's sports people that are like, ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get home and watch the game. That's never been a reality for me. I've never been that guy. But, man, start talking to me about the things of God. Ooh, I come alive. Because when there's passion, you just feel it. You feel it and the spit shows it, right? It's just, I've been spitting a lot and this is highlighting it. There's just a, a something that, uh, it's like on the inside of you. It's like the dudes that love sports, the women that like whatever y'all like, right? The next latest pair of shoes, right? It's just like, wow, that's beautiful. I love it. It keeps you up at night. Latest pair of whatever y'all wear. Latest brand. The latest sale at Target. Hearth and home, on sale. Ooh, come alive, my wife comes alive. Ooh, Chip and Joanna games are the best. Right? Good example. But man, imagine if the things of God would have that same gusto, that same fur. Ooh, I can't wait to get to church at 8.30, so I reserve my seat for the 9 a.m. Instead of us walking in half-bedraggled, one eye wing is done, the other's gonna get done. One hair is straight, curling iron. We got the curling iron in our back so we can go do it in the bathroom. Right? Where we're you know, I wish that you know that we would just get a little bit more passionate about the stuff that, that matters. Oh, gala, maybe. No, show up, because it's gonna be good. Ten dollars for a benefit concert. Why? No, ten dollars that I can invest in the kingdom. Get passionate. 
more passionate than the sales at Target, more passionate than the next game, more passionate than anything. Let's go and do passionately. And third and lastly, let's love recklessly. Let's love on people. And I hate that phrase, but I said it anyway. Loving on people. We're going to love on people. Because you know what? That's the only thing we have is love. So, man, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. We're going to have this pioneering spirit. We're going to love the unlovable. We're going to talk to the one who no one else has talked to. You know what? God has given me a vision for this church is that our church is not the church for the 99. Our church is the church for the one, the one who got left behind. Our church is not one for the 99. Our church is for the one, the one who got forgotten in the middle of our community, the one who got forgotten in the middle of church life, the one who never found community, never found friendship, never got accepted anywhere. That's the one that our church is here for, the one. The one. The 99 are important, but God has given us a mandate to reach the one. And if we can reach the one, that we've done our job. We're going to love in this new year like we've never loved before. And why do I say that? Just because it sounds good as point number three? No. I say we're going to love because he first loved us. Because we're the unlovable ones. The, we're the one that got left behind, but yet God pulled us into his family. And so this morning, this pioneering spirit, I want to give you a word of encouragement and let you know that God is up to a new thing, and I want to be a part of it. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. I don't want to critique from a distance. I want to be active and involved in what God wants to do. In just a few days, this coming Saturday, we're having that event called Love the City where we're going to give out free soup and cut some people's hair and embrace people and love on people. And I'm asking God that, that the people who walk in the doors would feel the love of Jesus Christ. Because we can do what a community action program can never do. We can do what the government can never do. We can do what a nonprofit can never do because we can love people the way no one else can. And so we will adopt this pioneering spirit. We won't be outdated. We won't be outdone. We're not going to stand on the sidelines. We're not going to get outdated. We're going to do and go and be and love and stand. And wherever God calls us to go, I'm going to be there. And I pray that you will be there too. Let's love this year. Would you stand up with me all across this, this sanctuary this morning? I pray that you receive this word.